you know that I'm more than happy to rant, fall over in showers, talk about my holiday <laughs> trips, talk about the monarch, have an existential crisis mid uh, mid podcast. Um, I feel like this is therapy, to be yeah. honest with you. I don't feel I don't think this is a podcast. This is just this is free therapy for me. <laughs> I feel like I should be on a chaise long somewhere. Yeah. Just talking about my troubles, really. <laughs> With me sitting in a chair next to you, writing down so a in, little notebook. In, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> yes. And really, what was your relationship with your father? <laughs> Welcome to Nerd Burger! Episode... 497 it's a podcast i'm mike and i'm sam welcome back sam great to be here i think (laughs) (laughs) you said you wanted to keep using this music i i enjoy may who may I'm, I can't even remember the name. What was it? Numa Numa. Numa, Numa. It. Yes. <laughs> Do you know what? He's got to be like 40-something now, even 50-something, that guy. Is that how old that video is? It's pretty low res. It, well, he was, he's got to be like, I reckon, 20s. 20s when he did that. And it's got to be at least... Yeah. No, maybe not. For, well, I don't know. He could be. Like, he, he could have been teens or 20s. That's hard to tell. I want to... I want to... Numa Numa guy. old is the Numa guy? How old is the Numa? Do you know what? I'd have to... No, and I had to spell Numa Numa. How do you spell Numa? I think it's N-U-M-A. Did you use two O's? Uh, I, I used a combination of various <laughs> letters that are available to us in the alphabet. He No, he is 36 years old. 36 years old. Okay. Almost you know, forty. That must that must haunt him. That must slow. You do one stupid thing on the internet, and that's you. That's you toasted now for the rest of your life. Well, hopefully nobody. You know, he doesn't look the same, and so nobody recognizes him. I, I'm I'm looking at the Numa Numa guy, and he looks remarkably similar. Oh, they have a picture of him currently next next to the one from the video. They do. I think. Do you know what? Ever since Google haven't been able to copy other people's images, they are rubbish now. Why is that? He's probably got his own wiki. What's wrong with Google images? Oh, it used to be that you'd search for an image and you could expl- um, view the image like Google would kind of copy it so you could view it fully in the screen. But now you have to click on the link which takes you to the website so you can view the image. Oh, I, uh, I see. And invariably it's behind some type of horrific ad wall or yeah. something to that effect that happens more often with google yeah bing um is better about that you can get things you can get straight, straight to the full size image with bing bing's got the whole um you know similar images and this image in different sizes on different pages thing which is i don't know if google even has it it's if they do if it's impossible to find i, I will agree that bing image search and bing video search is way way better I mean, the interface and the the options are better. They don't necessarily find as many images that you're looking for that Google will. Google will find, Google... you know, is more likely to find the image you're looking for. But Bing has all those extra options if you do happen to find the image you're looking for on Bing. 
I think Google's too tailored for what it expects you to want to search for now, to be truthful. I think the results are almost too curated. Their uh, algorithms are too strong. Too strong, yeah. yeah. I, I'd say that. Because if you want to view something that 100,000 other people have have viewed, but you want to view a slightly different version of that, you're not going to get that. You're going to get the one that 100,000 yeah. other people have seen. Would you like to hear my old man story? I would love to hear your old man story. As a ex- uh, as a uh, uh, advanced old man at a young uh, age I've, myself. I've experienced my first old man thing to, last night. Your first one? My first one, yeah. Oh and then, like, this is me officially getting old now. I slipped and fell in the shower. Oh, you actually fell. I actually fell. And I, do, you know, do you know those lovely wooden... The, the wooden things you put across your bath. So if you sat in a bath, you can like watch your iPad or put your soaps or your scented candles or your cup of tea. I'm I'm aware of them. We there are none in this house. We did have one. Oh. We did have one <laughs> Unt- until you slipped and fell. Until I put my head through it. Oh, yes. geez. your head! You're looking down at your leg. I thought you you hurt your leg. Uh, no, I did hurt my leg. I've hurt my leg and my head and about 64 other <laughs> muscles in my body. Yeah, they all went. <laughs> but I uh, literally went, you know, when you hit the ground and you go. Ugh. I make <laughs> I make, the, I make that noise when I get up from a chair. <laughs> I made that sound when I went down like a sack of uh, <laughs> sack of potatoes. And that now I'm I'm feeling a little bit old. Today. Yeah. How's how how's your head? I don't I don't see any. Uh... See, I've got partial partial amnesia and the inability to construct a coherent sentence. So clearly, You've got a little bit I'm of aphasia going on. <laughs> no, my uh, my head's full of nothing. To be honest with you, it was just the knee that took the brunt of the impact. I'm surprised I didn't go through the bath. To be truthful, which would have done my wife a favour because she wants a shower. She wants to redo that bathroom. She wants to yeah. redo the bathroom. Honestly, yeah. I think it was almost, it was almost planned. To be truthful, <laughs> I suspect she went in there and put some soap down on the floor. <laughs> and thought we don't have a mat. This, this could be a nice new shower cubicle. This He's wood- totally going to go through it. This wooden thing will break his fall. He won't really get hurt, and I'll get a new shower. <laughs> so, did you break the wooden thing? Oh yeah, no, it's in a hundred pieces. Like like a karate thing. <laughs> it's it, yes wow but, but with bits of my body jeez so now i'm on tonight i'm gonna go out and get an, a non-slip mat i think yeah, is the best way to yeah i do that thing where i almost slip in the shower you know i like i, well, lose, like I almost too. lose my balance there's a music play in the background as well whoop, 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 whoop. No, I, I like I start to lose my balance and I think I'm going down and then somehow I like, you know, I put, you know, one hand against each wall and I'm like, <laughs> it's going to it's going to get you. At some it's going to happen. Yeah. I, I, need... I think I'd rather have done it because at least you're contained in a bath, aren't you? You kind of just if you do that in a shower, you go through a uh, surely you're going to go through a glass petition. It, potentially. Well, that's something to look forward to, isn't it? Yeah. Just install the grab bars now. <laughs> don't take what, any more so I chances. Can knock myself out with them as I go down. <laughs> What's this protruding from the wall? Bing. 
Yeah, pretty much. Oh, look, it's my skull. Yeah. <laughs> that's my that's my experience of being an old person. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing, and I'm glad you're okay. I'm 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 glad I am too. No one came to my house. I just sat there <laughs> in the fetal position for how long? Bathtub, <laughs> just going. Uh. <laughs> I, I half expected my wife to come, but she just left me there. <laughs> <laughs> Thing is, it must have sounded like a baby elephant had taken a tumble. <laughs> she was home, so you know she heard it. It's like if if a tree falls in a woods, do, do you hear it? It turns out if uh, if a Sam falls in a bathtub, no, you freaking don't. <laughs> That's that philosophy question answered. You got some nice uh, sound insulation there in the floor. I think she must have been outside. Yeah. Chuckling. <laughs> Rubbing her hands together. With, Get the new shower. With a with a the catalog open yeah. going, Do you know what really we'll put an on slip mat in this one after the incident, but I reckon A couple of padded grab bars. A couple of padded grab bars, yeah. Some nice drain trays to wash away the blood. <laughs> No, I, I've legit cut my knee open. Oh yeah, yeah. So you did get injured. I did get injured. Anyway, you you have an interesting story about pets, I believe. You want me to go into my pet story first? Sure. Oh, I want to hear your pet story. Okay, well, it's not mine. It's somebody else's. Okay. okay, so here I have a Twitter thread from someone named Ned Potter. I I think he's in England somewhere. I sound like an English name, Ned. Let's see, York. He's in, he's in York. So this is Ned Potter's obituary for his cat who has passed. Aww. Daisy Boo Biscuit Potter today departed for the great litter tray in the sky aged 18. Daisy was voted objectively worst cat in the world three years running. <laughs> and her hobbies included vomiting and ignoring us. <laughs> Daisy was adopted with her sister, Welly, from the RSPCA. Is that... The R Royal Royal Society yeah, yeah. of Protection of Cruelty to Animals. I think so. RSPCA. Yeah, yeah, that'd be right. Yep. Yeah, here it's the ASPCA, and they. What's it? A stands for? Uh, American. That would make sense, I suppose. Are you writing out the acronym now? <laughs> no, I'm looking. I'm looking for their theme song. This is the ASPCA theme song on commercials. Well, it used to be. They don't play it anymore because I think people made fun of. How many times they had to listen to this song? In the arms of the angel, may you find Sarah McLaughlin, McLaughlin. I'm not sure how you say her name, but this would play over like you know a two-minute-long commercial of nothing but you know sad, watery-eyed-looking, <laughs> scrawny puppies and kitties. It's, it's a definite pull on the old heartstrings, isn't oh, it? Oh my god, yeah, it was like ridiculous. I think she is still involved with it, but they just don't play that song anymore. I'm glad that they don't play that song anymore. <laughs> I think that would annoy me after the first one. I think it annoyed me before it finished. <laughs> as soon as I pressed play on that, uh, you made a face as if you were annoyed. That, it, Immediately. It, wasn't an, it was just... It was almost abusive, to be honest with you. I you felt cringed. that song was abusive. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, 
Uh, Daisy adopted with her sister Welly from the RSPCA. The two of them slept in the shelter, curled round one another to trick potential buyers into thinking they were adorable. Once home, they never interacted with each other again. Welly and Daisy had one shared aim. Yeah, to annihilate our soft furnishings. Daisy's weapon of choice was VOM. I didn't know you abbreviated vomit. Yeah, VOM, yeah. VOM. Whilst Welly chose the fecal route. (laughs) Nice. Constantly urinating on our sofa. On special occasions, she'd also sneak a dump on there, too. In desperation, we took her to the vet. The vet prescribed Bellaway, a sort of cat marijuana, to relax Welly. You heard of this? I, I have. We've had to use Fellaway in our house. Really? Yeah. I've never heard but of it. It was uh, also I could do was smell Fellaway. You're not supposed to be able to smell it, but I could smell you could it. You could smell it. Ew. Was it bad? But, uh, the missus was not happy when I pissed on the sofa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, rather than furtive soiling, Welly would now jump down from the sofa, stroll casually to the corner of the room, flick us a peace sign, and sh- confidently on the floor so at least it solved pooping on the furniture daisy would eat incredibly quickly always and was sick at least once a day sometimes several times once again we went to the vet was she ill was her stomach working what could we do the vet described her condition as verbatim quote here a lifestyle choice (laughs) (laughs) she just likes binging Happy in the knowledge that vomiting was now sanctioned by a professional, Daisy set about expanding her repertoire. She developed the waterfall sick, where she'd perch at the top of a soft furnishing and cascade vom down every possible surface of it. Nice. (laughs) The sofa, which had been replaced literally the day after Welly, who was much older, died, started to be defined by the copious voms Daisy covered it with, as did our carpets. Daisy became famous at my place of work for her voming. Has she vom today, colleagues would ask. Of course she has, I'd reply. I'd meet uh, at somebody, someone else on Twitter, to discuss marketing the library, and our one-to-ones would start with Masood, that's the guy, asking, how is the vom cat? Meanwhile, the vet prescribed incredibly expensive wet food, which made Daisy's breath smell like a woodland creature had died and lain undiscovered <laughs> in a tin of tuna for three years, then been eaten, digested, and passed and the resulting effluence used by Daisy as mouthwash. Nice. Aged around 13, Daisy decided she couldn't be arsed to go outside in winter anymore, even though that was where her litter tray was. Very much holding all the cards in this scenario, (laughs) Daisy was delighted to find her litter tray brought inside to our bathroom. A year or so later, Daisy no longer felt troubled by the need to cover up anything she did in the litter tray, instead spending a long time meticulously scraping the plastic above the litter line for no reason at all. That that one I've experienced. Yeah. <clears throat> at least we couldn't smell the vom as much now. <laughs> because it was overpowered by the, the litter tray. Daisy loved nothing more than waiting till someone was having a bath, coming into the bathroom, shitting, leaving the shit uncovered and sauntering off, whilst the smell of death lingered and the bather frantically tried to escape the bath, the room, ideally the house entirely. Hopefully not slipping and falling on the wooden thing. (laughs) Aged about 16, Daisy decided to add waking us up to her box of tricks. Pretty much every night, she'd wait till around 1 a.m. and then wander around meowing loudly. She'd come into each of our rooms and really give it the beans, meow-wise. Sometimes we'd go downstairs and fetch her. Here we are, we'd say. Oh, phew, she'd say. I'll go back downstairs then. 
and she'd meow loudly again for ages. It was great times. None of us wanted to be well-rested anyway. Having been kitten-like her whole life, Daisy suddenly got very old very quickly. Her final days were spent on the sofa, being stroked and adored. If there is an afterlife, it will start smelling considerably worse right about now. (laughs) So long, days. Addendum, I forgot this. She waited till we got COVID and lost our sense of smell, then vommed into the radiator behind the sofa. We only realized later when our sense of smell came back and the wave of radiator-warmed months-old vom struck us. Truly special times. That's the cat that keeps on giving, really, isn't it? <laughs> That's a good advertisement for anybody who's looking to buy a cat. Uh-huh. To... This is what you can expect. This at is, le- because at we've least all one, at least not, one part of that. If not multiple of, of the following, yeah. We've just bought a new sofa, which incidentally has almost been instantaneously ruined by a cat pretending he is Spider Man up the side of it. <laughs> we hadn't even we hadn't even taken it out for wrapping yet, and it was oh, already had through. We actually found the cat the inside the wrapping. Yeah, uh huh. In in the sofa, yeah. I nearly took one of them to the tip. What's that? Because we I, I took the tip. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. No. Yeah. Okay. I put uh. I put my old sofa in the trailer to take the tip. Oh, the dump. The dump. The dump. And I was up, I was told the trailer was six foot, and the reality of the situation was that the, the sofa was about five foot ten, and the trailer I'd been given was actually about five foot. Inside which, dimensions. The, the six it, foot is the outside dimensions. No, no. Not the, unhelpful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I had to chop the sofa in half to bring it to the tip. <laughs> What did you uh, use to chop the sofa in half? I'm a curious. reciprocating saw. Okay. It, was... it, it took me about ten minutes. It wasn't it wasn't awful, but I suspect the neighbors do question me on occasion, yeah. in fairness. We 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 call that well, we call it a reciprocating saw here, also a sawzall. I'm not sure if a that's, if that's a if that's a uh, brand name. Um most of the times you see the red ones that say Milwaukee. My, I can't afford Milwaukee. I don't, no, no. I don't know the people. No, I, I use. Which one was I? I can't remember the brand, but it's definitely not Milwaukee. Okay. That's for sure. <laughs> it, it's about twelve pounds from Tesco's. Mm. Uh, so now I chopped the sofa in half, and I went to take it to the tip. But I thought I'd do a spot check before, and there was one of my cats sleeping inside inside, inside of the sofa after you had or while you after were chopping it in, in half. half. I'd I'd finished chopping it in half by that stage because everyone would have got really upset if I'd had a a sofa and a a sawzall and a cat in the same vicinity. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I nearly took the cat for a tip. Anyway, yeah, cats are awful. I don't know why we have them, to be truthful. But but you get five minutes of lovely, but very nice. Uh huh. Yeah. And they love you and they're reciprocants of your affection and being cute and all that stuff yeah and you get the the hour and a half of random shouting the jumping on my head at night the i know it's half past three in the morning you've got to be up in a meeting for 5 30 let's have a chase each other around a house party and absolutely <laughs> crash everything could possibly go on the floor <laughs> yeah I, you... I love cats really i do love cats really but they're just they are assholes, aren't they they can be giant asses. Yes. How many? How many cats do you have? I have zero. You have zero. You've made some good choices in your life, sir. <laughs> well, the the last one died. Um, well, now I feel bad. About ten years ago, 
Okay. And uh, <laughs> and we've just had dogs since then. Uh, d- dogs. But we do have we have a British dog. We have a whippet. Is that a British dog? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's they're you know they don't ship them over <laughs> as puppies from Britain. They breed them here, so they're American. That's way more convenient whippets, but, than fairness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they originated in Britain. They're, oh, they look they're, like they're a just race. a small, they a, a small a greyhound. Dog. Yeah. yeah, they can. What's the name of your whippet? Dash. That's the name he came with. Well, there's there's no irony there at no. all, is there? <laughs> well, he's a uh, he's um. What is his full name? I think he's called At- Atlantis, a dash of pepper. And his father's name was Atlantis, and his his mother's name was Pepper. And so they, because he's purebred, so he came with papers. But Dash is his call name, is what they say. Okay. Does Dash come when he's called? Mm, sometimes. <laughs> is he still a law unto himself? A little bit. It depends, you know, how hungry he is and whether or not food is involved. I think that's fair to say of most humans, to be <laughs> honest with you, as well. <laughs> All creatures, great and small, sure. So you you have, or had, four cats, three of which were named after Star Trek characters, and now... You still have three cats named after Star Trek characters, but we've got we've got this Will Bill thing confuses me. To be honest with you, <laughs> but we I, I inherited this cat. One of my neighbors was ill, and bless oh, her, she went nice to hospital. You. That was nice, that was nice of you to take take in a homeless cat. It wasn't so much me, to be honest with you. Oh. It was more of a for better half who has. Feelings, yes, we call them. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was that was nice of her. <laughs> that was nice of her. I, honestly, I think she. That's the only reason I'm married to her. She just took in another <laughs> stray. To you be honest with you. <laughs> Come on, you look hungry. You've been outside for a while now. You look disheveled. Come on, would you like something to eat? <laughs> come, come but... in and come in and take a bath in our <laughs> in our bathroom that needs to be remodeled. Yeah, but uh, no, she she looked after this car and it kept. Kept coming in and coming in, and uh, like everyone was always said, and I've always thought, no, no, cats aren't like this. You feed a cat, you own a cat now. Congratulations. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I've always hoped ours would be a little bit more. No, that's not my owner. I like my owner, but I'm pretty sure if if anyone else were to feed our cats now with this experience, they would just bugger off. <laughs> uh, so now we, she came back, but Bill kept coming back round to our house. And it got to a point where nobody could be quite sure where Bill was, so someone had to make a decision, and now Bill lives with us. Congratulations. He is a little terrorist. <laughs> you can't roll back an office chair without almost killing a cat every 50 seconds. Yeah, he likes to park right behind you. He, yeah, and he's silent as well uh-huh. when he does it. I mean, you feel terrible. I've only, I haven't run him over yet. I've, just, I've nearly run him over. Yeah. But it's going to happen. One of these days, I, well, my and wife. Then he won't be silent. Then he won't be silent. No. <laughs> he's gonna. To be fair, he's gonna have a rough day on Tuesday. What's happening on Tuesday? He is gonna get his bits cut off. Oh, he's is he young or does he just still have his bits because the neighbor didn't uh, have him taken care of? Uh, he he is quite young. It should have been okay. probably done a little bit before now, but yeah. they are to be. It's a very weird thing to do, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
just like it's just like well if you don't do it they'll procreate and you know they become quite quite boisterous so let's just chop their bits off well they'll pee on everything too inside not just yeah the, that's the fair. i don't i think that's i think they have to make a sacrifice really don't they so you can be an outside cat or we can or, chop your testicles yeah. off <laughs> They get that's, over that's it. a tough call. And by the way, you get no choice in this. <laughs> they get over it pretty fast. <laughs> and believe me, they like living in the inside better than being outside. <laughs> I think you're probably right, Matt. So now we've got Bill, but I was disappointed because I've got a thing about naming all my cats after Star Trek. And as you've only getting pointed out now, that you could look at this at one level of abstraction and you could say that Bill is short for Will. And William Shatner. So you've actually made my day. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I'm glad I could help. I, I'm literally going to go as soon as I finish this and, and talk to the better half and say, we're okay. We don't have to. Because we went through an experiment about going through names and Cinefer's little ears picked up. And he does recognize his own name now, yeah. to be fair. So if we were to change it, it would just it would confuse it. Well, you could just call him Bill Shatner. I think that'd be funny, right? <laughs> Until about 11 o'clock at night, when you're trying to find where your cat is, shouting Shatner very loudly. Because <laughs> I've run into this one already, to be truthful, where I, I called my uh, the last cat we had, uh, Khan, for Star Trek, and it always made yeah. me chuckle, or he shouts <laughs> Khan. But it's not funny anymore. Well, when, and I, when you're I, yelling I at like, like, like Bill Shatner does in the movie. <laughs> Exactly, you go outside. God! <laughs> and people, I even know that you're looking for your cat or think you're seriously unhinged and perhaps <laughs> watch too much Star Trek. Or both. Those are the options. <laughs> oh, Sam's watching Wrath of Khan again. So, his name is Bill now, but short for Will and William Shatner. Yep. So that's, that's a win for today. Awesome. Is that... What happened? Oh, I, just, I nodded my head and it just <laughs> didn't crack. Was... I just honestly shoot me, shoot me. I think that's going to be quicker. Is this a tub related injury or just a regular old man related injury? I I think it's just a regular being old man yeah. injury. I'm going to hit the uh, I'm going to hit the big four zero next year. So awesome. Be taken outside and shot twice. <laughs> <laughs> One bullet for every two decades. Is that how it works? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, yes. It's... So I've got a I've got a gripe that I have that I've got I want to talk about with you at the moment. I'd be interested to know your opinion. Go for it. Do I... you partake in LinkedIn? Uh, n- no. <laughs> but I have to, but I want to avoid it as much as humanly possible. Yeah. I mean, I'm on there, but I don't do anything with it. Well. <sighs> professionally i i have to spend some time on linkedin now and i actually find it quite you know, linkedin have come a long way they do some good learning resources they do loads of courses which is really cool i'm not a shining advertisement for linkedin but it's also quite useful for me to get a, a bit of a grasp of what's going on in the industry and the more i've started to use it recently the more i think some people seem to confuse linkedin with facebook uh-oh because it's it's a professional network at the end of the day. LinkedIn is a professional network. When I log on, what I want to see is business content related to you know algorithm that's relevant to me in, in whatever I choose to do. 
But all I seem to get is sob stories and please click this for likes or my animal is sick or unwell oh. or <laughs> or, or just, I, 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 I'm, I honestly, I'm not confusing this. I'm not getting, I'm not senile after falling over in the shower. I can, I can tell the difference between Facebook <laughs> and LinkedIn. So I know that I'm looking at LinkedIn, but it just seems to have gone really weird over the last, last kind of couple of years. People huh. are getting way, way too personal with LinkedIn. I hadn't, I, well, like I said, I don't really use it. So I hadn't noticed that, but. It's it's interesting to me that people are just are using LinkedIn to complain. Like, what are they doing? Posting all of their happy stuff on Facebook and then going to LinkedIn to post all of their whining? <laughs> I've never thought about using LinkedIn as a place to complain, actually. <laughs> now that opens up so many new opportunities. <laughs> Find the CEO of a company that last paid you off and go and message him personally. My new cat no, is vomiting on everything. Idea. It's horrible. It smells terrible. <laughs> I don't know what to Why do. Why does my sofa smell like cat weed? <laughs> <laughs> so that, that was my my pet gripe with with LinkedIn. It's a it's a good resource, but people are abusing it, and the more people are abusing it, the more but I don't want to see it now yeah. anymore. Yeah. I wish there was like a, a tag that you could see that you could set for personal posts, and that you could just remove all the personal posts. Yeah, but then you're you're dependent on the the people posting the personal post tagging themselves with yes, this is a personal post. Please ignore. Right. Is that the way we want to go with these things nowadays, Draco? Everybody wants to be a bit more kind of touchy feely. I'm I, a human too. I don't I've got be. thoughts and aspirations and dreams. <laughs> I don't care. Just like <laughs> I mean, I don't even Sorry. post on Facebook. I, I don't post anywhere. You don't do. You <laughs> just keep all your hopes and dreams tied in a little. Bundle well, of well, I have none. <laughs> it it helps that I don't have any hopes or dreams. That, that would make it easier. That definitely would make it easier. It's quite freeing. What should we do today? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. Just wait for death. <laughs> it's inevitable. It's coming. It it's coming. No one gets out of this alive. You know, I find the whole trying to squeeze in a whole lifetime's worth of uh, of activities and uh, and hopes and dreams just too stressful for me. Um, <laughs> I'm just not going to bother. I'm just not going to bother and wait for the inevitable. What's the point? I'm going to exist for, I'm not going to exist for the entirety of existence in about 45 years, yeah. so why bother? <laughs> you know, if we live to be a thousand, I might try. Would you? Yeah. You, you wouldn't want to live forever, would you? Anyway, oh, I don't think. Would uh, you want to live forever? No, I, 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 I don't think I could tolerate the next forty-five or whatever years. I, I would like it to come much sooner than that. It's a good job that some of us, some people believe there's a happy medium, because in my head, all I've got is eternal non-existence but it's okay because you'll be dead, so you won't know as non-existence. Right, and every time you go to sleep, you just experience a taster of death most evenings or you will go through eternal existence but i think might get really tiring so you'd you'd have to have almost eternal existence without the memory persisting yeah because you become old and jaded and i'm already there so <laughs> a couple of <laughs> A couple more hundred years is really going to make me an un- unhappy person. 
<laughs> Congratulations. You've uh you've completed the curve. You've com- yeah, you've completed all of the required training and now you are allowed to move on to non-existence. So if you, if you choose between non-existence, well, you don't have to, to be honest. If you could choose between non-existence and eternal existence, which one do you choose? Well, it depends. Oh, there's, there's, there's rules here, is there? What does <laughs> it depend on? What 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 does eternal existence consist of? Non-existence is pretty straightforward. That I understand. Well, that, I, you don't understand it, right, do you? Yeah. Does yeah. That, like, if, you, if you seriously think about non-existence... And I advise you don't do this for too long because it sends a funny tingle down your spine and it ruins the rest of your day. <laughs> you alright, Sam? No. No. <laughs> Were you thinking about non-existence again? Yeah. Yeah, I've got to kind of shake it off, haven't you? But if you really think about non-existence, I'm actually not capable for you to understand non-existence. Well, I didn't say I I was cap- uh, uh, capable of understanding it. I just said that it's it's pretty straightforward. It's more straightforward than eternal existence is. I feel like you you need rules for eternal existence, where you oh, wouldn't yeah. need rules for non-existence. I I want somebody somebody to explain how it works. <laughs> I want a manual. I, I'm I want not that owner, guy, dude. Sorry. I want <laughs> I want the uh, universe's owner's manual for eternal existence. I want to know what's coming. <laughs> if I am to choose between that and non-existence. That's... Okay, so which form of eternal eternal existence would you prefer? If you had to put rules on this, what would you say? Se- I'm okay with that. Seventy-two virgins. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's the first thing that popped into my head. Um, no, I I think that uh, that we probably have souls that persist for some length of time that's much longer than our current lifetimes, and that they recycle. We keep coming back. So I don't know what the Buddhist purpose of that is. I think to make you know better souls, but for who and for why and when what what happens when that's done process is over with? I don't, you know, I don't know. It just makes more sense. The whole like matter can neither be created nor uh, nor destroyed. Matter and energy. It it doesn't make any sense for the consciousness component of your existence to disappear when your physical body dies. Well, it has to go somewhere. Seems like an awful waste of energy if it isn't there for a reason. Exactly. But okay, so I'll explore this a little bit further. Do cats have souls? Well, they have. Uh, I think you know, animals have have consciousness, but it's not as developed as humans because they're not self conscious. So it probably okay. just kind of like goes into the background radiation. Do insects have souls same thing yeah but even less so okay so we're we're saying everything has a soul essentially but some are just more experienced than others is that what is that what you the argument or discussion i should say some are complex enough to persist beyond death yeah do bacteria have souls really really tiny ones that almost (laughs) that almost immediately Fizzle out after they die. Yeah. I don't know. When well, it, it's okay. It, uh, that would be nice. That would be the mind. If I was going to choose eternal existence, I think that would be perhaps a way that I'd want to do it. Because then you don't get to experience the heat death of the universe. <laughs> if we want to, you know, really <laughs> cheer ourselves up. 
it's like you can you can experience non-existence or experience the heat death of the universe and eternal loneliness. Well, I think there's, you know, it, it has to be another plane of existence that is outside of the time stream and, and thus the physical universe. So if, if you're out there, you're up there or wherever it is, you don't experience the heat death of the universe or you experience it all at once, the birth and the death and the rebirth of the universe it's all happening at the same time, right? I'm you, you, you've already cheered me up today. You got you had me at will and Bill, truthful. <laughs> and, and now the metaphysical conversation about heat death of the universe is I'm I'm cheery now. I am. This is. <laughs> so what are you choosing? I, I don't think we get to choose. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't. I don't. I'd like I'd like to believe that there is a, another plane of existence. Because otherwise, it all seems a bit of a waste, doesn't it? To be fair, to yeah. to experience you know, through consciousness the universe and beauty. I mean, what what would be the point of enjoying music or enjoying art if there was no point? It seems completely redundant and an awful waste of energy. I mean, if, if 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 we weren't to kind of go on to do something else or somewhere else, and it wasn't finite, then it just seems like it'd be counterproductive to appreciate a good, a good bit of music or a good bit of art. Yeah, but then again, if you introduce the concept of uh, infinite parallel dimensions, <laughs> given every every choice at every point in time that everybody ever makes creates another possible timeline and all those timelines exist at the same time <laughs> does anything really matter the whole rick and morty thing but that's an interesting <laughs> you know how's that, that work? would be a, that would be a hell of a map wouldn't it in fairness <laughs> the amount of branches that would come off that thing it, it, it would it's be, infinite it'd be, it'd be infinite but then I'd, i wouldn't see the the energy that would be required to kind of have all possible branches of all possible decisions. And of course, at this stage, you're making an assumption that any decision is a conscious decision and not just a result of variables in, variables out. So, like, de facto predetermined? Predetermined, yeah. That's the word I'm looking for. Predecided, predetermined. I mean, how, how did you... Like, why did you take that drink of your lovely beverage there? Were you always <laughs> destined to take that lovely drink of our lovely beverage at that exact point in time? And your entire existence up until this point has led you to drink that drink. And does that one ex like to... extra sip of my lovely artificial beverage there now give me cancer 10 years from now? cause and effect it could well do that i'd like to point out at this stage but nobody is high on this podcast at least this side of, of things we're I... not in some type of room we're all partaking in some kind of herbal vegetable i've had two cups of coffee and this is uncaffeinated and there's no sugar in it uh, but the coffee had sugar in it and that's it for substance abuse for me today so, so far, you just you've enjoyed some artificial sweetness today, uh, and real ones, and real ones, <laughs> and caffeine. And well, it's a good place to say that caffeine was the birthplace, the the reason for the birth of the industrial revolution. 
How so? Uh, up until coffee, we predominantly, I think, just drunk beer. And that results in a specific outcome. <laughs> uh, which isn't a lot of work gets done, to be truthful. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so you think uh, if they had discovered uh, marijuana plants instead of coffee plants, <laughs> the Industrial Revolution never would have happened? Probably. Because <laughs> we would have gone from beer to weed. We'd be talking about rocks and Dude, witches. Check out this rock. <laughs> <laughs> I, I you know it's it's interesting how substance abuse has correlated to the advancement of humanity. Yeah. I would say in some way or another. Is so is cocaine the reason why the economy was so kick ass in the eighties? I they probably uh, they they say that at least if you pick up. If you were to, money is the most dirty, one of the most dirty things you have on a daily basis. Uh-huh, yeah. It's probably got trace, trace of, of cannabis, coke, God knows what on it. Anything probably you can fecal uh... matter as well. Cat wee, you name it. It's on a, it's on a. But especially things that you can snort into your nose. But especially things you can put into your nose. Yeah. Well, good news. I am going to book a rest. <clears throat> oh, it's been decided. It's been apparently. I've just paid for it. Oh, <laughs> I, 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 I did that without moving. I'm so, wow. I'm I didn't even myself. notice that you were either distracted or uh, you know working some uh, other device there. Uh, uh, be, beyond I'm not the limits to of, do it. Not after the, the time I booked my hotel over a red light district. <laughs> that means hookers. That that does mean hookers. Where was this? Ah, uh, where was I going? It was. I think it was Switzerland. Yeah, I mean, it was somewhere in Europe. I was going over there for work, and I thought I was. It was last minute. I needed to get some accommodation. And I thought I'll, I'll go. I'll be an adult, and I'll book somewhere. And I thought that looks perfect. Looks really nice. Nice and cheap. Great central location. That's all you were Booked thinking. It. <laughs> that's Price, all, that's location, all boom, done. Yeah. And when I started to read reviews, uh oh, and I was like. Uh, we were not informed this was above a red light district. We were not informed there were people fighting for business outside. And I was like, oh, I need a responsible adult to solve this mess for me, please. <laughs> but at least you were there by yourself, right? You didn't. I, I was going there by myself, yeah. yeah. But we, it didn't go in the end. We we managed to mop that one up. Oh, that's good. But, but from uh, from that point, and after I accidentally booked my wife onto a plane as Mister, rather than Mrs. Oh no, I've not been allowed to be in charge of bookings. <laughs> was she able to t- uh, take that flight? Apparently, it doesn't matter. It it doesn't. You're, well, I would um, think nowadays, you 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 know, that's superfluous. You should just be able to change that back and forth as at will as often as you'd like, and they can't really do anything about it. That they were, they couldn't do anything about it. Yeah, okay. They just, uh, she had to identify as a man for a day. <laughs> Mister Emma, is that... <laughs> <laughs> the beard's coming through. We'll get it. We'll get that. We'll get that. We'll, get that. <laughs> well, congratulations on your uh, your upcoming holiday. It, it, do you know what? It looks like a beautiful place. It'd be a nice city break. If I don't get mugged, robbed. Or enlisting to the Soviet Union's <laughs> now force, I'm going to be really happy. Yeah, let's hope that they uh, don't make it into Romania by then. 
I've uh, I've had the pleasure of being in a few different places this year as well. But I was going I was going to talk to you anyway before we before we delve into that one. Do you enjoy camping? Do I enjoy camping? Yes. I would I would like to answer that question with a quote from The Big Bang Theory. Season 3, episode 12. Sheldon Cooper says, "If outside is so good, why has mankind spent thousands of years trying to perfect inside?" He makes a valid point. Have you Matthew's uh, take on camping is quite different than mine. When Matthew goes camping, I feel like there's fridges and coffee makers involved, and essentially he just recreates his house somewhere else under canvas. So I think he does. He does camping good. He does camping good, definitely. I'm just like as a child, like you go on holiday. Normally, I, I, I was a fairly poor upbringing in fairness. My, a lot of my holidays were camping holidays or caravanning holidays. And I thought it's just like a rite of passage that everyone needs to go through carav- uh, camping holidays. Yeah. You you rent the caravan or you own it? Uh, both, to be honest with you, depending on the side of, uh, size of the caravan. So you could go and, you go to static caravans, but you also have touring caravans, which just means you, you drive a, small, a smaller, crappier version of your house. At great cost and expense, uh-huh. somewhere else, or it's built into the vehicle, or it's built into the vehicle. Yeah, yes, we have lots of those here. We call them camper vans. I think you call them RVs, don't you? Recreational vehicles. Yes. I, I get like you have big roads, though. You have big roads where you can have proper sized RVs. A couple of my mm. work colleagues have proper RVs, and they are. I think they're bigger than my house, yeah. to be truthful, in terms of square footage. The the new the new uh, uh, craze, and this is if you have a lot of money, is uh, is not a traditional RV so much as you you get a it's like a a custom charter bus that's been converted into a high, you know a <laughs> an apartment <laughs> on wheels, but it's a it's like a big charter bus. Okay. And um yeah, you get like a king size bed in the master bedroom. The thing is like literally like the the outsides of the tires are just inside the painted lines on the road. <laughs> you you're not going to be doing many alpine passes in Barbell, I suspect. No. No. You're sticking to the interstate, hun. <laughs> the freeway on those. What do you call them there? Motorways? Uh Mo- Yeah, motorways, yeah. yeah. But you never get above 55 mile an hour on a British motorway nowadays. Is that what the M in the M numeral stands for, motorway? As a sensible person, I would say yes, but if the government's involved, it could well mean something else in fairness. You just don't don't make guesses on these things. It could be Majesty, the Majesty 4, the Majesty 5, after his or her Majesty. It could It could be. Yeah. Oh, by the so, way, you, condolences uh, on 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 your uh, your monarch having passed after an amazing seventy years, and condolences on your new monarch. Hey, do you know what? That's probably the worst way to get a job ever, isn't it? I mean, you, you've reached retirement age, you've had your fill, and then all of a sudden, someone goes, "Well, this is your problem now." Sorry, your mom I, died. Here you go. <laughs> Well, it's no, it's not. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I, I genuinely think it should have probably skipped a generation. Y- yeah, at, should... at this point, yeah, there should there should be a minimum, uh, or a maximum age, 
You know what I'm saying? Like for starting out, if uh, if I you're over fifty, <laughs> yeah, it should have gone to William. It, or, it or, been, or Bill, as his oh, friends oh, call oh, him. Bill. Yeah. What I loved about that funeral was, uh, and I got to watch it on uh, late at night here, which was, uh, you know, early in the morning there, the day after. So it was a rerun. <laughs> but what a rerun funeral? But what they did was they took the whole thing, and it was what several hours long, I imagine, because there's all that time it takes to walk from one place to another and then drive from one place to another and then walk from one place to another again and they compressed it all down into 90 minutes but that would be that would have been a convenient a highlights role basically um, yeah. I, I i was kind of like a, a bulldog eating a wasp around the, the monarchy situation because i've never it's always been there in the background as kind of a, a subset of british culture but there's also been an us and them kind of okay. Well, they are they are there. They don't live the same lifestyle as us. Right. You know, they've got the so the monarchy is kind of it brings in a lot of revenue to the country. So you can't argue. There's a lot of historical stuff there, but there's also a lot of people that hate the monarchy because we exist in a we exist in a very very destructured society from rich and poor, which is getting worse nowadays. So the monarchy has become almost anti in a lot of ways because it it is them they are you know they have money we do not have money why do they get this and why should we pay because the british public paid for the funeral yeah it wasn't like they paid for their own funeral but um, so it was a pretty fantastic funeral (laughs) as as funeral bills go and you tighten up that one at the end i suspect there's going to be a few extra zeros Uh so i was kind of I don't have any problem with a monarchy. I think they bring a lot of uh, a lot of tourism to the country, and I think, by and large, the old old side of the monarchy, it represented everything that there was about this country. It was to be British. It was for stiff upper lip. It was the we have ways and routes to do these things. There was tradition there. Um, you do your duty. And that that was all things which I think we kind of lost as a as a country, to be truthful. Yeah. So no, it was in effect. I was sadder than I expected to be when she passed. Yeah, to be truthful. So, um, but there've been there's been a lot of idiots in this country as well. We've, we've, the the monarchy had overwhelming support because we did something that people don't do, and they never got involved with politics. They always stayed neutral. Yeah. And they didn't really have their own agenda. They were a little bit green. Uh, Charles is very green in fairness. But they, they never imposed on other people. And that that was something that was kind of commendable. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of mincing my words on this one. But I was I was saddened to see that she'd passed. It was great. Yeah, she saw Winston Churchill in. Yeah. Um, the, the length of time that woman span and the amount of time she served the country. A, I know what 1952 is that? Yeah, yeah. So, she, so by the time Doc Brown invented time travel, she'd already been queen for over three years. And she seemed like a down to earth type of person. Like, you know, she started as all the royals do. Yeah, you know, they go through military service, and mm-hmm. she was a um, she was a vehicle mechanic. Yeah, which I can I can kind of yeah. You know, she got she got. I want to say the words down and dirty, but the, the monarch, and you can't really say those set of words. She got down and dirty, but you know, you know what I mean? When I, I mean, we now be shot outside by a firing squad. 
she wasn't afraid to to get her hands yeah. dirty. Get her hands dirty. Yeah. yeah. So, but there were a lot of idiots of anti-monarchy that don't appreciate that there are a lot of people uh, mourning the loss of somebody. And regard, you know what? Regardless of what you feel about the monarchy, if you just take this back to a human level, somebody's mum's died. That's, right. that's what this boils down to. And you, you just be respectful. But there were, there were people out there getting arrested for their anti-statements. There were, um, there were idiots, and I'll say the idiots, um, celebrating the death of the Queen. Uh, one in the paper, uh, she ran a chip shop. And she put herself on uh, social media as popping some champagne, saying, "I'm glad the Queen's dead." And I don't, I don't know why she didn't expect for rocks <laughs> to be chucked at her shop and then they have to be <laughs> removed by the police for her own protection. She was surprised, huh? She was surprised. Yeah, <laughs> you think? Yeah. I, I don't know why you didn't see that coming, really. <laughs> But now she had to go into hiding. Wow. Uh, you know what? I, I will be respectful. Just, and that's, that's what it's, you know, someone has died. But similarly, I, I hold true to the fact that you should be able to say what you want to say. But that doesn't mean that you don't suffer the consequences for saying what you want to say. Well, one thing I noticed about, you mentioned the military service, about that funeral. And I did, admittedly, I didn't start, I caught it like 10 or 15 minutes after it started. So I missed the beginning. So maybe they covered this and I just didn't hear it. But um, I did notice myself. And then I found out afterwards that, yes, my assumption was correct, um, that the the two chuckleheads, the black sheep of the family, <laughs> were not wearing military uniforms. They had regular suits on, and they, but they had their medals, on, you know, a few couple of medals on their on their chest. Yeah. But, uh, but that was on purpose <laughs> and it was because they're, they're, uh, you know, chuckleheads, you know, that, that guy from Santa Barbara and then the other one who was on Ep- Epstein's Island. Yeah. They, um, there was a big thing in the military about that. Uh, some military, there was a big thing in the media about that and about them being, yeah, you know, not wearing military, not wearing, because, but I think they, I think one of them certainly did serve in the military, but I, the funeral was a beautiful thing to watch, I think, and to see it was all different. It was the what were the, the beef eaters? What beef eaters? I don't the know. The ones with the big black hats. You had RAF there. You had yeah. sailors there. You, you know, all the military was out there. It was a, it was a thing to behold. That funeral was. It um, was a yeah. Like it was the, just unbelievable. Like we do not have anything, even approaching that here in this country. The country stopped, like yeah. unequivocally. The country stopped. Everything was closed. Like even if, like you know, a president died or was assassinated in office, like we wouldn't have anything even close to touching that. I, it was nice. I, okay, I need to be careful with my words because I don't mean it was nice to. It was nice to see some the, the country just stop and take pause mm-hmm. and and and. I mean, I think the viewing figures for the you know the funeral were astronomical. Yeah. In terms of getting people to watch, so it it was nice. But the funeral was nice. I mean, the poor lads that carried her into the um into the, the the place of rest for the service. I mean, I couldn't imagine how stressful that mm-hmm. job would have been. 
I, I kept thinking this, especially when the the they were it was the and the horse drawn cart going over like cobblestones and stuff. I'm like, boy, I hope all that that crown and scepter and and orb are are nailed down. They they were, and they, they were they were like nice gold plated <laughs> pins. You you saw it when they took them off. That was a cannon, by the way. That was a cannon cart. Yeah. Huh. So I I, I thought it was I thought it was very interesting. I felt like um. Don't know what you felt, but I felt it was a little bit. When I watched up until the 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 ceremony, but I, and I thought that was interesting. But the ceremony itself, I felt very uncomfortable watching. Like in the uh, cathedral, um, Saint George's in Windsor. Saint George's in yeah yeah in in Windsor. Yeah, I felt like that should have been almost a, a private moment. I was kind of surprised that the cameras kept went all the way to the end like that i thought that it would it would cut off when they uh, got I w- inside windsor i wish they had to be honest i know they've they had a private ceremony afterwards because well, that's not where she's much... buried where they lowered her into the floor right in front of the altar no where, that is that I is where she's buried because i thought she was buried next to philip and her mother and her father and her sister and that like well they've I got didn't... a crypt haven't they they've got oh did it go together. down and then like <laughs> There's like a robot within a conveyor belt, and <laughs> they'd slotted her in somewhere. And there was some, there was some media uh, that did like a, an exploded diagram of uh, of the area. What's going on underneath? Uh, well, yeah, what's going on underneath? I think there's room for like twenty twenty or so people underneath there. Oh wow! Okay, in various kind of racks. Yeah, but um. And yeah, it felt very personal to watch, and I, I wasn't a great fan of watching it because you you well, are they, literally watching someone's feet. Yeah, well, they service. they you saw it start to go down, and then they cut to the the single uh, guy with the bagpipes outside as he played whatever song that is, and and slowly walked down, you know, this yeah. arched, you know, covered walkway outside, and then turned left and continued walking, and you heard it like you know trail out the sound and then the they cut back inside and she and she was gone in the floor so they did not you know they did cut away for that part of it i think i you must have watched some slightly different coverage but then again i don't know because the thing i watched was so heavily edited who knows but but it was um it was it was a weird day to be truthful it was a weird day because i i got up and i watched it from i won't say from start to finish but i think it was running on the tv for about five hours yeah and i, I didn't stand there kind of stiff upper lip and uh, saluting but it was i just felt like show a little bit of respect for someone who's done so much for the country 70 years good god it's a hell of a job isn't it yeah really so i i feel that i think charles is gonna die to be like he's I, getting I, off light I, <laughs> I think he's got <laughs> Five years. You think? Uh, like that, that job has got to be crushing, really, isn't it? Carrying all that weight and all that. Well, especially with those fat sausage fingers. His, his, yeah. He's he's got some type of problem, hasn't he? Those fingers. They they look like they're about to explode. But yeah, in some of the pictures, yeah. Like the the first the first one I saw, and I, I mentioned this last week on the show. Um, I thought it was photoshopped. I, I looked at it and I said, oh, that's fake. And I clicked right off of it. And then, you know, the next day it was all the stories about. Was that where he was signing the, he was signing some type of book out in Ireland somewhere or something? He was standing, the one pic, the first picture I saw, he was standing. It was, 
uh, in profile from his right side, he was like sh- doing something with his left hand and his right arm was just hanging down and it looked like he was wearing a big purple glove, but it was, yeah. but it looked like it had been badly photoshopped. And I don't think no, that it was. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. He, he's got some type of heart condition or something with uh, fluid retention or Edema, something going on yeah. there. Yeah. But they, they, it, you know, they inflate and deflate because <laughs> you, you, you'd see it in various so, stages. Based on the level of chest pain he has at any time. And they looked okay during the funeral from what you could see. You know, from... Did you see the, the weird thing on the media about people's arms? No. And that was, um, they, were, they looked like there were people with fake arms. And they, they looked like um, <clears throat> basically that someone who'd, who'd kind of hidden a gun in a fake arm or something like that. So there was lots of people walking around with arms that didn't look quite real because probably they had a gun kind of hidden inside them for security reasons. Oh, okay. Like they were unnaturally straight. <clears throat> Un- unnaturally straight, Not yeah. moving correctly, yeah. No, I didn't, hear but that. The, I didn't hear about that. The security bill for that thing, I think it must be the biggest security operation in history, that must have been. Can't imagine, yeah. I mean, I mean well, this, the thing is, right, we've all known for a long time that she's been getting old, so obviously there's been plans for a long time. The, the whole broadcasting side of it, that had been planned for like 15 years, and that every year broadcasters would update and submit their updated broadcasting plans to, to not to the Queen, but you know what I mean, to the, to the palace. The whole thing has been planned for probably at least 20 plus years. <clears throat> when wasn't so it, may- wasn't it, was it her or was it Philip or was it the two of them together that were the, the ones that decided let's bring the public in, let's put the can- to TV cameras in and let them see all this stuff, the weddings and the funerals and the goings on. The- I don't know, but it's made them much more relatable. Because that fairness. was that was in I don't I mean I assume it's true. It was in the Crown. <laughs> Do you know what? Netflix number one at the moment is the Crown. Yeah, they had a resurgence. The first uh, the first two seasons with the younger cast, Matt Smith again as Philip. It's been it's been interesting because I actually watch the first cup season of the Crown now, and it's I'm not sure. It'd be nice to almost, I don't know, I dare say someone's done this, to know what was true and what wasn't true over the crown vid, uh, sequence to kind of weed out what was probably actually done and what was a blatant lie. I mean, I assume all of the things that where, where they have reporters and cameras and they show you newspaper headlines and stuff and the, the really, true. really public stuff is probably true. And then all of the private conversations are, are completely made up. <laughs> Well, they've got to be, haven't they? Unless someone's written a book or got right. But even memoirs. even even the you know the content, like the you know, like them talk, like did they, you know, did Elizabeth and and Margaret have a conversation? And Margaret was chain smoking after the thing that happened. Yeah, probably. But you know, who knows? It wouldn't. It'd be, it, yeah, no. Did mean. it go like that? Were any of those words used that they had in the script? Probably not. We we have a very interesting relationship between the crown and the, the government. To be fair, but if if you do some reading into it, what the what the government can do without uh, express permission from the crown, and what the crown can do with express permission from the government, and the relationship in terms of terminating and creating elections and bringing new prime ministers, it's actually really there's a lot of uh, 
interesting but probably incredibly boring legislation <laughs> about how you can how yeah you know, how parliament can be dissolved there's no such thing just as happen. boring legislation sam <laughs> <laughs> all legislation is awesome <laughs> that's why we have c-span so obviously in well i won't say england the united kingdom stopped it was interesting to see my uh irish brethren uh carry on they didn't have a bank holiday in southern ireland in fact i know that a lot of them just carried on as normal but i respect that because the monarchy was actually a very different thing for the southern irish in terms of yeah whether yeah yeah the it troubles a whole the troubles yes which is the 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 do you know what? it's stupid we always say the troubles don't we and it's like that's that's a downplay of the century that has to be well, that's kind of but, a very British thing to gloss over very, very horrible things with. Did you hear about the troubles? Fancy language, <laughs> right? So, what, what happened to the US then? Like, how was how was it from your side? How was it expressed when the Queen died? Uh, I I don't really know. I mean, <laughs> it was all over TV for sure. You know, and you could you could tune in and watch the whole five hours. You'd had to get get up early in the morning to do it. Uh, is it a big deal? Like, did people talk about it in the office? Well, yeah, was it? Uh, I'd like to get an understanding of how how big a deal it was for other countries. Yeah, I mean, it was certainly, you know, the topic at the water cooler, I'm sure. I mean, we, we were very much aware that it was happening. Okay. <laughs> you couldn't, you couldn't. For the, for the for, whole, for like, the, two weeks or whatever, or 10 days or whatever it was. You couldn't open a paper, you couldn't turn on the TV, you couldn't listen to the radio for that entirety of two weeks. In fact, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure nothing else happened in this country. <laughs> no, other things happened here, reported but, but this, this was definitely one of, the, one of the more reported things. If there was news, this would be a great time to bury some bodies, I think, the last couple of weeks, because it would never have made it into the paper. <laughs> Yeah, there could have been a nuclear holocaust in uh, Brighton, and we still wouldn't have heard about it. it, it yeah, if if you were a uh, male celebrity and you were gonna get uh, pound me tooed, I mean hashtag me tooed, uh, by a, a, a woman, that would have been a great time for that. That would have been a great any time. kind of scandal or bad you're news. A, you're a Say Prime Minister, your uh, your guy in charge, Biden. Uh, is it? Is there going to be any stage presence where he doesn't wander off in the wrong direction and ask the audience where he should go? You know, there needs there needs to be maybe this fall for the midterm election. Certainly in two years for for the presidential election, but there needs to be a commercial that's nothing but all of those instances smashed together. And it might have to be at one of those two minute long ASPCA type commercials because by then there will be so many examples of it. But yeah, it's every time he's on stage, he looks like he's uh lost. Completely disoriented. I mean, I feel like do you know when you're a kid and you like you've got those little strings to kind of They stop need you going they need to put put a leash on him i i mean i i don't know what's going on with this elf obviously it's not good and we shouldn't laugh at someone's someone's love and generally when i when he's speaking he's reasonably 
articulate as well so he hasn't completely lost the plot i've seen whatever lots of, whatever they inject him with lasts long enough until until minutes. until he's done talking into the microphone yeah no but he was at the summit he was at for the um nato summit or something like that or something like that yeah we he wandered off and just just yeah kind of stood there and turned around and turned back and just kind of well every time we talk well, I know there's a few months in between us, but every time I talk, he's done something new. Yeah. But at least one he's thing. Either, either ridden into something, <laughs> fallen down some steps, walked off stage wrong way, got lost in a woods somewhere or a ground somewhere. Tried to shake hands uh, with somebody who wasn't there. Yeah. Shake. <laughs> how, how he actually makes it back to the, the White House is a, a miracle to me. But, but what I don't, what I don't get is why. Like, there's a, it's plain to see for anyone to look at that he is suffering with dementia or something to that effect. Why is he still in charge? Well, he's not in charge, but what? <laughs> what's? No, somebody else is making decisions for him. Someone else. But wh- why? Why is he still the puppet? I suppose. Can Can you explain? Be- what? Because he's a Democrat, and the news media he- likes Democrats. And so if he were a Republican, this, it would be, they would be pointing out all, every single one of these instances nonstop, and it would be all over late night TV and Saturday Night Live, and they would be making fun of him every single but either, day. But because he's a Democrat, the they just ignore it. But surely the Democratic Party must see him as a figurehead and go, maybe we should put somebody who they don't knows talk- which direction to... I'm, stage. I'm sure they talk about that behind closed doors and when the cameras and microphones are turned off, but nobody talks about it in public. Well, I, yeah, it wouldn't be a good thing to do in public. I thought the um, that woman would have been in charge by now anyway. The vice president? The vice president, yeah. Well, they don't like her much either. She's not that good in front of a camera or a microphone, and she doesn't have dementia as an excuse. I, I'll, I'll be honest, dude. I We can't chuck rocks at your elected officials because like people in glass houses should be not chucking any type of material at anyone else we've got we've got liz truss yeah now. who is uh as you described her last time i think the uh she's now been put in charge of fixing all of the economic problems that she herself caused before in her previous role uh no that was rishi shunak who, who oh, was i got them mixed uh, up I'm sorry. She, she was she was the one that we didn't want. Well, I didn't want in. Uh, <laughs> uh, but you know, yeah. If you're if you're well off on this, in this country and you're doing well for yourself, she is the woman that you want in charge with. But if you are on the breadline, like you're you're screwed now in this country. How so? Uh, her policies are very um, reduced tax burden. Which sounds great on paper, but you realize for tax burden she's releasing it for doesn't really kick in until you're kind of into the 70, 80, 90, 100,000 pound a year side of things. Your average, Joe, I think the average wage in the UK is around 34,000 pounds, somewhere like that. Yeah. Um, does nothing to help you. And she's, uh, I think she just kicked in. Well, the latest budget, I should say, the mini budget, which is the the biggest tax cut since 1974, which is kind of a big deal, does nothing really for the little guy. It does a lot for high earners or kind of mid to high class. Yeah. 
Well, those are the people who actually pay taxes, though. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, proportionally speaking, it's probably, you know, pretty even. The, the good thing, though, they've just released, um, I think they've lowered their IR35, uh, or they got rid of the I IR35 legislation. Which is infrared? Um, it, <laughs> you know, all your listeners are going, I don't care about IR35. Weren't they the talking about camping? <laughs> well, well, yeah. Well, why are we talking... Why are we talking about tax legislation? Because let's, let's I hijacked the camping bats. conversation and talk, started talking about the Queen's funeral. <laughs> um, IR35 details how you can be a subcontractor and what the terms and conditions are and the differences between a subcontractor and, and being employed by a company. Oh, is this like gig workers and, and uh, that kind of thing? They had the yeah. same thing happened in, in our uh, <laughs> formerly great state of California where they screwed over all the gig workers. Well, that's that's what happened over here. Uh, basically, if you uh, if you had to wear any type of uniform, if you couldn't set your own hours, if you couldn't politely say no to work, you weren't deemed as a subcontractor anymore. I mean, they they made it such a dangerous place to operate in for subcontractors and employers that uh, consulting basically dropped off dropped off the, the gig in this country yeah. because you couldn't consult otherwise. You know, the penalisation. Uh, was so heavy so again it's anti hurts the little uh, guy it hurts yeah it hurts the little guy to be honest with you but it also forces people now like with a contract you get a degree of security and the 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 reason i think the forcage of the ir35 directive was companies were employing contractors on employee terms and wages, but had none of the liability of looking after them as an employee. Uh, and I, I can see both sides. I can see that you know, most of the time these people should have been employees, and the IR35 legislation sorted that problem out. So people had sick pay, they had holiday, and they you know were paid appropriate. But it also completely screwed anybody who was subcontracted or any small company but couldn't afford to take on a staff member because it's so much more expensive than hiring. I'll finish my rant. It's so much more expensive than hiring a contractor. <laughs> right. But um, it, it's good for the little guy who just wants to pick and choose what they want to do now. So it's, it's good news. So they got, anyway, so they got rid of it. They've got, they've got rid of it. Oh, yeah. that's good. Yeah, that is good. Where does your deep seated hatred of camping come in? <laughs> I think we're going to have to do, I mean, I could, we could keep talking about camping and I could cut out all the stuff about the queen, but that stuff's timely. Okay. And the camping stuff isn't. Would you like to come back in November and talk about camping? We could talk about camping. We could do whatever you want to do. The queen stuff was important, I think, to be truthful. Yeah. And I, yeah, I was really interested to get your take on that. I, so thank I, you. I can, okay. On, on a side note, have you been anywhere or done anything or traveled anywhere this, this last, how many months has it since been on? It's going to be like four months. Three or four. Yeah. No, I haven't. You've, you you well, went to the thing that sounds like Nerdburger Ring. I did go to the Nerdburger nerd, nerd, You drove nerd your car burger. around. I drove my Fit Panda around. The Panda? The Panda. And I it watched was... the video. <laughs> you had to put your flash your, your uh, hazard lights on there, your flashers, whatever you call those, uh, a lot. A lot, yeah, because there was a lot, lot quicker. I was the slowest car out of my day by a large margin, I'm going to say. What do you call those? 
warning lights. Hazards. Ha- you, you call them hazards. Oh, great. Okay. Yeah, that's that's technically okay. what we're supposed to call them here, but people call them all sorts of other things. Like blinkers. Blinkers. Flashers. Yeah. Flashers sounds like, you know, a group of guys wearing uh, uh, raincoats with nothing on underneath. Well, you could put those on, and then you, I don't think you'd have a problem anymore, to be honest with you. You'd be escorted off. No, I, <laughs> That gets I, everybody off the track, yeah. That does get everyone off the track. <laughs> we, we witnessed a horrible accident, to be fair. We saw a... Because um, I, I did my, my thing around the ring, and it was very enjoyable. No one died. I then went round in a GT3 RS Porsche. Driving? And, uh, no, as a passenger. Oh, so okay. what you can they're called ring taxis. <laughs> nice. Uh this thing was like five four hundred and fifty, five hundred horsepower. So it and it was a proper kitted out race driver car it was all caged up. It was proper you know, it 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 was geared up for it. And he, he had no no fs were given as far as he was <laughs> concerned. He was going like that. He's he was driving like he was on a racing track. That had to be so much fun for you. Uh, yeah. And I, I was being polite because I knew I was being recorded in the car as well. So I wasn't swearing or doing anything <laughs> like that. But that was, um, that will go down as a bucket list item. That will do. So proper being driven around in a capable car by a capable driver. I didn't know cars could stick to tarmac that good. You thought going around some, some curves that for sure you were going to end up. I thought we were going <laughs> to. My, my in the trees. Left, yeah. <laughs> we we got full on air a couple of times over some of the uh some of the undulations. It, it was in, it was incredible to be fair. I'm I'm glad I I'm glad I did it and didn't die. <laughs> You're glad your panda didn't go fast enough <laughs> to let you do that when do you, you were driving. <laughs> I, I've taken a Porsche around the Nürburgring and yeah. that was I wasn't the happy. I took Panda around, and I was the happiest I've ever been on a racetrack. Really? Because I was not capable of doing any damage <laughs> to anybody, apart from something perhaps rear-ending me at 150 miles an hour while I was doing 45 pinned. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was impossible. I didn't need to brake to go around a corner. I did not need to brake. There wasn't enough power or speed here. Wow. And that's that's the way it should be for me on racetracks i did take the cayman around a port uh ran a racetrack we drove all the way to france and went to the le mans race circuit oh yeah that's right that that was a separate trip too wasn't it that was a separate trip i've done a lot of miles recently (laughs) to my insurance company i have not done a lot of miles recently and these were done in different vehicles wait was there a video from the le mans one that i didn't see i'm I'm waiting for a friend to put it together. Oh, he's okay. been working on it for some time now, in fairness. But uh, <laughs> he's been busy. He's been busy. Um, but there is a video. He had one of these cool 360 cameras that you can kind of... It, it will do a full 360, but as you record it you and you direct it afterwards, you can work out where you are. Oh, that's really point. cool. They are seriously cool bits of kit, but they're also seriously expensive yeah. at about 500 quid. But I've enjoyed my travels recently. I've been really lucky to go out and do stuff. And I didn't break the Porsche. Uh, and Or the Panda. Or the Panda. But the Panda is a little bit broken. From the Nürburgring ring? I, I, I just think from the entire trip, to be truthful. Because <laughs> you drove the Panda to get there, yeah. I, I drove the Panda down to, I think we got as far as 
was for Venice. We drove to we drove to Venice, which I think was the furthest, uh, yeah, furthest easterly, uh, southerly point we visited. Yeah. So that was that was that was a long way for it, and I think it left its mark all the way from the UK to Venice in terms of the amount of oil it dropped oh. along the way. How how I got back with oil in it is is remains a mystery to me. The amount that seems to be left on the floor at various places. Did you stop and eat at the uh, best McDonald's in the Alps there? Ah, oh, you know, I, I was a little bit glad about that. We we didn't, we just didn't seem to find any great McDonald's to be truthful. <laughs> it was it was. Do you know what it was? KFC this year. Okay. And we we had um, we had a fish finger sandwich in KFC, which <laughs> you didn't get chicken. <laughs> no, we. We got fish for some reason. There's you know that the fish. sea, the sea in KFC is chicken. They do very good fish for well, have you know? <laughs> well, if they use the same breading with the you know eleven uh, magical herbs and spices or whatever it is, then yeah, why not? Okay, Sam, does that about do it for the show? That does. That does. We've we've talked about many things, and thank you for letting me be this this. Therapy, therapy, thing. therapy, yeah, yeah, this yeah, therapy. <laughs> well, let's good. let's get you back uh, sooner rather than later, and uh, may, maybe uh, next month, but definitely the month after. I'll include. Looking forward to that one. I'll include you in the in the November scheduling when I send that out. Look forward yeah. to it, dude. Yeah, me too. Thank you again, and uh, thank you. Now is the part of the show where you ask me where they can find us. Where where they can what. Where, 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 where. <laughs> No, I'm <laughs> Excuse me, Mr. President, it's this way. <laughs> well, it's just, you can put seizures aside. So, so where can we find you? Thanks for asking, Sam. Uh, they can find us at nerdburgershow.com. Email us, nerdburgershow at protonmail.com. Join us next week on Nerdburger when Michael... Cloud Guy Michael returns to tell us all about Star Trek and Star Wars and wrestling or something new entirely. You'll have to wait and see. <laughs> <laughs>